Yo, yo. What's up, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, I'm waiting on Jay Bush. And uh, assuming that was supposed to be on, but uh, he forgot about it, so he's busy. So it's going to be me, you, and Bush. Who was the other person supposed to be? Supernat. DJ Supernat. Yeah. Funniest man on earth. One of the funniest men on earth, for sure. <laughs> well, and, and man, he ain't, because he was going to be the oldest man on the podcast, and I I really wanted his take on some things, but by default, you 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 the oldest man. I'm just waiting on Bush. Well, that's, I feel like the oldest man today, at least. Yeah, you a, you're a good guest, too, because... Uh, you I got old front, kids. <laughs> you on, on the front lines too of this. Um, oh yeah. Pandemic. State, yep. Current state of events, man. Uh, shoot. I'm waiting on Bush. I just talked to him. I'm gonna ask. You, hey, I'm gonna tell you this, man. Um, while we just sitting here. I, I was really looking back and uh, I got sick in December, man. And I think I might have had the coronavirus. Where would you have got it, though, that soon, though? See, that's the thing. A lot of people think they might have got it. Well, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people think they might have got it like last fall. But nah, it just was discovered in November. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, people like they want to. That I may have had it is because they couldn't tell me what was wrong with me. Well, that's the same reason why these people are trying to say that they think they've had it because they didn't know the doctor didn't know what was wrong with them. I mean, you could have if you had it in December, but so I had I had temperature, Uh I had um, sore throat. Um, and I just felt like crap for like 48 hours I mean and they test me for strep I didn't have strep uh, they just told me I had some kind of infection so I don't know I just I just when I started thinking about it and thinking about like there was a bunch of people I knew who had something like the flu but it wasn't the flu so I was just like I don't know I may have I, I don't I don't know for sure you could have. I mean, I mean, I, I think it would be hard because you'd had to be in contact with somebody directly from that Wuhan say, uh, situation Ooh. immediately, basically. So somebody would have had to come to Knoxville and have been direct contact with you or, you know, six degrees separation chain of events that happened very quickly. But I'll tell you this, that I just learned today. So there are many different variations of coronaviruses and basically upper respiratory infections. So, wow. Chances are you probably had some cousin to it. Wow. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, it's you know, there's no telling what you had basically. But uh, the, the thing that sets this apart and how the people have found out about this is the you know how quickly the system's onset to the point of respiratory failure. For most people, I don't know. Well, not most people, but um, percentage people. Okay, okay, Bush, Mr. Bush. Yo, yo, 
What's good, man? Hey, chilling, man, up in the studio right now, actually. Just finish up doing a little work on, on some music. Okay. How y'all doing? Well, man, we, just about, to, we about to set it off this Hip Hop Forefathers episode, man. I got you. I got my man Wi-Fi. And DJ Supernat was supposed to join us, but he forgot. So it's just going to be Hip Hop Three Fathers right now. All right. So, uh, Bush, what you doing, man? You guys on the microphone? I'm sorry, say it again. You got us on the mic. I hear some feedback. Oh, I hear some feedback right now. Okay, yeah, I just plugged up some Bluetooth headphones. Oh, okay. so if things sounding good, I can disconnect no, them. They're not sounding good. Yeah, I'm good. I can't, we can hear you better though, but yeah, yeah. So, me and uh, Bush, have you been at Wi Fi before? Wi Fi, I think I had Wi Fi. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we've ran into each other before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Bluetooth or somewhere like that. Before. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely. Did. Yeah. So, man, so this is, this is where my idea was. I wanted to do a series, and this is going to be a series, so I'm just going to let y'all know. So I wanted to do like a show called Hip Hop Forefathers and just talk about being a father in the hip hop culture, man, and how that's affected you and um, what the future of our youth and how we should parent and how, you know, just your thoughts on that. So that's why. And I, and so I selected y'all and wanted Supernat because I, I wanted people who was in the culture, but also people I knew that were active fathers. All right. So, thank y'all, first of all, for, for being on the RLMR Zone. Uh, Wi-Fi has been on it briefly. And uh, so, Bush, I want to thank you and, and Wi-Fi both for just taking some time for me, man, right now. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having us, bro, for real, man. We're going to jump right into it, man. Um, so, we're we going to talk about being a father, being hip-hop. So, I'm going to start with you, uh and I'm gonna ask y'all both the same question, but I'm gonna start with Wi-Fi. Uh, what would you say the, the biggest difference uh, in hip hop between when you was a kid and now as you as a father? What's the biggest difference? Would you say? Um, I think I think the introduction. Um, now, so I'm just thinking from my perspective and what would be my son's perspective. And I'll I'll, I'll go with my 14 year old son because he's the biggest hip hop. But his introduction and the way he views hip hop is completely different from my introduction and how I view hip hop. So, what was your introduction? Um, well, my yeah, well, well, first of all, you know, my my introduction is going to be old school. You know, we're going to go with. Um, I mean, it wasn't my introduction, but I can still remember Rappers Delight and my dad playing wow, that. So, yeah. you know, and uh, and stuff like that. But that wasn't really my introduction. My introduction is more lines like. My stepbrother at the time was a DJ, mm -hmm. so I was listening to stuff like the show, um, uh, things like that, Run DMC, that's early. LL. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what I was interested. So when I when I got into it, it was it was more about fun and entertainment. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's more about fun and entertainment, and you know, and the culture itself. So like, I wanted to be a break dancer. Couldn't break dancer <laughs> shit. But, I couldn't either. That's all right though. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, but uh, and then you know, and then by the time I get to the middle school age where he's at, I'm being introduced to um, the more Afro Afrocentric side of hip hop. Yeah. So then you got you know, so then you got more positive influences. You know, like uh, so when you know the when Ice Cube comes 
does America's Most Wanted. Right. You know what I mean? Stuff like that, which, you know, it's giving you a different vibe and a more educational standpoint from hip hop. So when you, you do the early 90s, you know, late 80s, you get that type of introduction. And you fast forward to what he's got going on now. <laughs> Need I say more? So, so your son, if your son gonna... is fourteen. What? How long would you say he's really been in the hip hop? Um, he's probably been in the hip hop. Probably you know, age eight, nine, ten, something like that. So you know, he's he he came into with um, what he's you know his first introduction into it is going to be the more popularized form of hip hop, or what I'm. Li- because what I'm listening to at that point in time and something I learned from him and what I'm doing now with my different with my little girl, I'm bringing him, I, you know, he's listening to things I'm listening to are really just way too heavy for somebody who's at that intellectual stage in their life. I can't bring you into uh, some very complex, uh, so, you know. Wait a minute. He's 14. What are you listening to at 14? What was I listening to at 14? Yeah. Um, I, I was listening to pretty much more, uh, basically everything I just said. Uh, so you think? Previously. So you think what you were listening to was not too heavy for you, but you think it's too heavy for him? Is that what you're saying? Oh no, 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 no. What I was listening to at 14, um, what I'm talking about when he first got in, so like eight, nine, ten. What I'm, what I was listening to at eight, nine, ten, wasn't the things that I was listening to at 14, 15, 16, 17. You know what I'm saying? Because I couldn't, like I. I wouldn't appreciate it common in resurrection at age eight or ten. True. It'd have been too heavy for true, me. True. All, so, right, all right. Bush, let me Bush, let me let you jump in here, man. What do you think the biggest difference is between the hip hop you listened to growing up and what your son is being exposed to? Uh well, my son's four years old. So uh, Right. Yeah. So, so, so uh, yeah, we got so we got a different set <laughs> of questions to even go to. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I, I can still answer that, though, you know. No, okay, go ahead. Um, so, my, my son, like, so, I mean, at, at the phase he's at right now, he's pretty much like, dad's still kind of like superhero right now. Kind of. Right. Like, I'm on a cusp of, like, being corny. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still, cool to, I'm still cool to my son, and I'm an MC as well, so I make music. So, um, I, obviously, like, I create, I cater songs to him, like, you know, and I play stuff to him. And I get his right. opinion on it. So, like, it's what I'm playing. But in terms of what he's getting exposed to, like, as a kid at daycare and stuff like that, like, all kids at his age, you got, like, uh, Old Town Road, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like you know, those um those songs that are de- that's definitely catered towards kids. And you know, he likes Who Let the Dogs Out and, right, right, right. <laughs> and those kind right. of joints, you know. But, um, but, yeah, yeah, like, he's still at the phase to where it's, like, he's listening to what I'm creating. And, like, I'm... I'm pretty much like introducing them. I have that choice right. for the listening to. I think that's interesting, Bush, because you you and I have sons that are close in age. My son will be three uh, next month. So, like, that, I guess I kind of got a different question for you. Like, you are curating what he's listening to. So, how are you choosing what you're exposing him to? That's a really, really good question, my man. Um, how my career? I mean, he's four. Yeah, he just only been talking a few years, so these are yeah. very impressionable years. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I'm just trying to like, um, in terms of like what I'm playing to him, like tracks I make that's like centered towards him, and also like the products I put together now. I'm, I'm really seeing, like as an MC, 
I'm really seeing like the responsibility I have as an MC, you know. Mm, so now yeah. like I'm seeing myself as like a role model to my son, you know, and these are like really delicate times for him. So and like so like in terms of what I'm creating and what I'm projecting and I'm putting out there, I'm being really intentional about like um, one being a positive influence on him, but also to man that's in the, in the same realm or like going through the similar experiences as, as, right. I, as I do, you know. So so more so for me, it's really shifting being a father is shifting how I go about or, or, or even like seeing the gravity of like what messaging I put in my music, you know, whether it's yeah. like whether it's like um you know like 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 not 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 every track's like it's a good sunny day. <laughs> not every what? not every song is like, you know, um wash your hands, you know, like be nice to your neighbor. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean it's not that. But um <laughs> So was just you you bring up some interesting points because you were how old when you became a father? Uh 20 oh, dang it's crazy bro 27. So that's interesting because it instantly impacted how you made music. Now, I was 19 when I became a father and I don't think it changed a damn thing as far as me lyrically like yeah. because I'm like my I'm still evolving at 19. I'm still evolving at 41. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Well, let me ask you, um, has it changed the way you made music? Being a father? Um, now, yes. Back okay. then, no. Um, now, yeah. Uh, I mean... Yeah, you like me, you've been a father in different decades. Exactly. So, it, my, my fatherhood spans different time periods. So, take it from uh, a few years ago, probably like four or five years ago, I went through a phase where I tried my best not to play any um, any songs with cuss words in them for my kids. Even though they, even though I know when they got their phones, that's what they were listening to. But when we got in the car, I wouldn't play that. So I'm trying to play some Odyssey, something like that, that doesn't have any curse words. Word. But at the same time, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, at the same time, though, you can't you can't force your kids into the lane and genre uh, lane of hip-hop that you want to force them into by that age yeah. so you got to start that like like where bush was talking about you got to start that at a very young age where they're impressionable to yeah. the point where you know you are the dj for them and you can guide kind of guide them up uh, you know ray i see you with your son that's kind of what you're doing now with your with uh with uh, amir yeah at such a young age you're kind of guiding his his you know what he gets to see, monitoring it and keeping sheltering him a little bit from just the craziness that they're putting out there for our kids nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah. well, what, you know, we, we had that guided for us. So, you know, like you said, with your stepbrother, and and I, even with my my mom's put me on the Sugar Hill Gang, um, and so like. And, and the radio, like back in the 80s, is what we really talking about as far as us being kids. In the 80s, um, positive hip hop was really all there was up until, you know, NWA and the quote unquote gangster rap started. But really positive, fun hip hop was all there was. So nobody really had to curate it for us. So that's an advantage yeah. I think we had. Yeah, definitely so, definitely so. So... Um, so now, Bush, you your son is four. You said yes, um, and and I imagine you because like me, like you probably 
in your own music, I, and I don't even remember before you were a father because I've known you for some time. Did you cuss in your music? Yeah, yeah, and like, um, I mean, I you still. I mean, not, not a lot. Not a lot. Like you know, like real life. Uh, like if it's if if it helps the track, it 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 conveys emotion it needs to convey. Yes, but no, not right. I'm not like you know. I'm not saying nothing that's more degrading, degrading or anything like that. But yeah, definitely. I, I use the language that's fitting for the track. You know. Um. But um. And, and like one and one one thing I'm working on right now is like um, like communicating with my son about anger. You know, because I think hip hop comes from a space mm-hmm. of like resistance, right? So like mm-hmm. to to pull that away from pull that out, out of the reality of like the music is pulling a piece, a big chunk of the heart from the music, you know. So like I, I don't right. I don't like to like make my son feel like there's something wrong with being angry. I just want to be sure that it's channeled and put in the right place. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, man. What what do you, what did, so what are you telling a four year old about anger? Because I, you know I'm I'm. Um, you know, I think one of the things we're challenged with, especially with boys, mm-hmm. and I know Walt's son is, is is older and he may can remember this, is and and I don't know, I'm just doing between my daughters and my my son, but like there's just a whole different energy level of a toddler boy. Yes. Oh my god, yes. So we've got to figure out, and so for my son, I like I think I love showing him like he's big into breakdancing, huge into breakdancing. And so he's trying, like he watches, my son literally watches videos on YouTube on how to windmill. Oh, wow. And he, <laughs> at two years old, he will sit and watch and try to emulate how to do a windmill. And that's, and that's not something I showed him. Um, that's something uh, he found on YouTube, but that comes from me showing him break in and, and beat street and, and those, those movies. And so he's channeled that into his energy and, um, Bush, is your son in daycare or anything? He's in daycare. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's a big thing, man, because uh, you go from being a child and and being influenced by your parents to all of a sudden being influenced by other children. Has that been a challenge for you, Bush? Oh, definitely. <laughs> big time, man. Like you, you get them coming back from daycare saying stuff that you mm-hmm. didn't think you'll say. Like he's going through this phase right. right now where he's saying booty for everything now. I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> <laughs> Calling people booty, like whatever, right? And it's like he's and he's like a comedian. Like you can he's a he's definitely like a theatrical young young kid, you know. So it's crazy, like, you know, to they have to navigate that. Like how to like yeah. not, you know, shelter him too much for what he's experiencing. Cause you because you can't, right. you know. Uh, and, yeah, you can and try to frame it to where it's like, okay, this is where you, you know, where your strengths are. Let's frame it in that way, you know. So, um, so yeah, and, and definitely hip hop has been a huge help with that, you know, because like he loves to dance, like, like just it's like your son, yeah. he's a dancer straight up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. So playing beats for him. Well, let me ask you. Well, let me ask you because your son is at a different age. You got two sons, and and they're they're at different stages. And so I know at, at some point, Walt, you got to be like, okay, you can't just listen to Planet Rock and 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 Who Let the Dogs Loose. At what point do you say? And I'm gonna use this artist for instance, Walt. At what at what point do you sit down with your son and say, hey, this is Razzcaz? I've already done that. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell me how, how that went because Razzcaz, while very educational, he also talks about 
women and and sex and yeah. language. I, you know, I mean, their response to um, to different artists that I kind of, you know, kind of let them hear, it, it's different. Uh, I just think it's all, you know, you, you know, everybody's gonna have different opinions on what they like. Um, so now, are you saying, hey, son, this is Razkaz. This is somebody I like, and this yeah, is why. Yeah. Um, for instance, uh, I think uh, we did a. We did a listening one time, which always is in the car. The car is the best place to have these conversations and listening parties. So I remember one time, and this is with all the kids, we had like a little uh, resurrection album listening. Yeah, trying to explain to them, you know, the the whole concepts of double entendres in the metaphorical sense, the simile, every try in the pictures that we're trying to paint versus what things that they normally hear on the radio. Right. You know, um, I think my oldest son, I think he's the one when I would do those things that came away more with it and understood it uh, more. Uh, so his taste now is so my oldest son's 19. His taste now is going to be more along. He would, he's a big odd future fan. He likes odd future. Uh, but uh, he also the creator and who else? Yeah. Um, sweatshirt, all of them. And um, okay. which, which you know, that's that's good lyrical hip hop. You know, they they've got their own little wild skater boy but type. Just listening to Tyler is that. I mean, that opens up a whole lot of conversation exactly. too. Exactly. Um, you know, but basically, yeah. And he likes he likes Kendrick. He likes Cole. Um, my youngest son, he really likes Cole. So it. This is what I do that's now. It. So I, I give you control. Sometimes half the time you get control in the car. What we're going to listen to. So what my son does to me now, my youngest, the 14-year-old, he panders to what he knows I like but when he plays his own stuff. So when we okay. get in the car, he's going to play J. Cole. He's going to play some old-school Nas, stuff like that. So they're into the- some good old-school stuff, old-school things that are very good. There's some things that grav- gravitate beyond the generation. So... I think they picked up that fundamental base on, okay, this is this type of music, but then again, I still like this other type of music. So, Got you. Bush, Bush, would you let your son listen to Tyler the Creator? Tyler the Creator, huh? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, now he's dope. I mean, again, he's four, so like, I have control <laughs> over where I'm playing. You know, so, like, yeah. Yeah. Bush, let me ask you, what's your opinion on Tyler the Creator, an an openly gay rapper? Now, yeah, yeah openly um, gay. I I think he's a musical genius. I I think he's a genius. I don't think he's the dopest MC or anything. But um, like, what's your take on just Tyler? Your take? Yeah, I think. Well, first, I, I think he's amazing. I think he's a phenomenal artist, like extremely creative. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, I think just at the age my son is at and like what the way society is right now in terms of how like this whole gender neutrality thing and all that, you know, this, which is not a problem. Yeah. I have friends that, that uh, ride, ride in that circle, you know, but um, yeah, yeah, like if, if there's one thing I want to make sure my son is clear on is just like what it means to be a man. <laughs> You know, and Wait, uh, what does that mean? Like, okay, let's start right there. Great, great segue. <laughs> you know, what like, does that mean today in hip hop? Because when we were younger, and I know Bush, you're a little bit younger than, than me and Wi Fi, but yeah. 
and I know you probably remember at least in middle school, high school, like we used to say, "Man, that's gay." You, man, that's gay. You can't do that, man. Yeah. I remember rap lyrics. You hear the, the f bomb, you know, rapper, and and stuff a lot. Where I don't even know you can't do that today. Yeah, okay. And, 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 and if you what's done it before. <laughs> and they can find it. They're gonna use it again. So, so let me start with you. We, and Bush, I'm gonna come back to you because you you sparked this question. Yeah. How do you? What does it mean to be a man today, Walt? I'm gonna go with you. Uh, I think it's being a man and handling your biz. No. <laughs> I mean, basically, to me, I mean, um, you know, what do they call it? Um. Um, toxic masculinity is out. Is that the thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, toxic masculinity. I, 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 I think toxic masculinity means uh, there's ideas of manhood that are no longer accepted as fair and just today. Well, I, I will speak on this, and, and probably a lot of people disagree with me. I still hold true a lot of things that that people might find as toxic, toxic masculinity. Such as, such as, such as being the uh, role and so provider of your family. So I want my son to to know when he grows up, that's your job. You know, that is your job to be the the number one sole provider. I mean, not that your wife doesn't have to work or anything like that. But if you want her to stay home and she wants to stay home and you want to be the first, that's fine. You can do it. That's okay. Okay, 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 Bush, Bush, what's your thoughts on that? Being a sole provider, is that something you would teach your son? Um, definitely, you know, like I, I think it's important that he knows that um that's uh, a role that he that's has. That's his job. And that's one of his roles. Like you gotta you gotta provide ultimately. I, I think I think the biggest thing for me in regards to um this whole I I wanna say agenda, but what's being pushed right now is that we're I feel like we're putting it in a position to where people in a position, the boys in a position to where they they feel like it's not okay to be a boy or to identify as a straight man. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and that's really what, mm-hmm. what like, that, that's just really what I'm on right now. Like, my son, it's okay to like girls. It's okay to be straight. It's okay to be a boy. It's, straight, it's simple right. as that. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Now, now. You think it's bad, Bush? You huh? think it's that bad? Think, Say what you think is that bad? Or that is being shunned. That's what it's. I'm, I mean, that's what that's it's, how you feel. That's how I feel. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like it's it's like like um you know I, I work with like a lot of social justice groups and like a lot of folks that um that organize you know and they like um are considered allies of the LGBTQ community, which is totally fine. I consider myself an ally of all folks that are fighting for, you know, freedom. I, I, you know. I might get punished for this or, or I just don't think you lump together. Yeah, exactly, bro. You don't. You don't. You don't. And, and, that, and that's the problem. I think you we're just lumping. I didn't hear uh, that. Whew, I didn't hear that part. You didn't what you say, Wi-Fi? I didn't hear what you said, Ray. What You don't think what? I don't. I just don't think you lump everybody's struggles and fights together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. But um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the point I'm getting to was that we're trying to create so much space for other identities, you know that uh-huh. that we make we make the identity of being straight a problem. 
you know, and, and, and that's kind of what it feels like right now. And, and that's really like the biggest thing that I'm trying to work at with, with when my son is like, yo, fam, like, son, it's okay to be a boy. <laughs> there is boys and there is girls. There's boys and there's girls. You know, because, yeah, we're at a point now where people are, you're demonized. I've seen the, and the, the, have you all seen the Aaron Hernandez story? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. So one of the biggest things with Aaron Hernandez that I discovered, uh, the New England Patriot who, you know, for those who listening that, uh, you oh, know, yeah. got arrested for murder, um, was one of the things his dad would not let him be gay. Like he found out that he was gay early and just basically denied him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I get that. To be who they are. I think we can do that without demonizing just being a straight up heterosexual as well. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think everything, I don't know, if you too, Wi-Fi, like I don't think everything about some of the traditions of being a man is toxic. Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, one thing I was going to go into about that is is testosterone man it, it's in you if you are yeah. you know if you are a heterosexual male that's your natural that's just naturally what you are and what you're going to go through it's yeah. okay to be a testosterone filled adolescent boy and act that way you know uh yeah. as long as you're not you know not treating anybody in a, in a bad way or hurting anybody else you know uh and i mm-hmm. think like like Bush is saying, I think a lot of that has been demonized. Just you being yeah. a man. I mean, we have to think back, you know, in a natural natural way of things. I mean, we're cave people back in the day, you know, and you're gonna behave in those mannerisms at your, you know, at your um most natural sense. So those things are ingrained in us. You can't just take it out and demon demonize all of it. It's just who we are. So exactly. Well, Wi-Fi, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit where you started kind of with, you know, that it's okay to be a provider. I think what a lot of the stereotypes with being the sole provider and the woman being at home comes the dictatorship mm-hmm. that okay, if I provide, then I I am the authoritarian at the house. I tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. You don't have a voice. Um, I pay the bills. So I think that's where a lot of women push back on that. And you say what to that? Well, I understand that. And that is true. But you have to go into that role and you have to explain that role to your those roles to your kids. You know, mom's job at home is just as important as dad's job at work. You know, and, and right. I mean, dude, you know, being a, and, and like I'm a so since I'm a single father now, dude, man, take, taking care of children is hard, especially young. It's children. very hard, yeah. Especially yes. oh my God, yeah. That is a tough job, man. So, you know, you got to <laughs> explain. Mom's job's just as tough, and maybe even tougher than dad's. So and you got right. you know it, it's a balancing act. It's, it's a fifty-fifty. Just because you are the the financial, just because you're out there getting food, so to say, doesn't diminish the job that's done at home whatsoever. Well, you know, there's that stereotype too of the man that went out to work and he came home. Mom better have the dinner ready, and he's gonna eat and then go to bed and rest, and he ain't sitting down with son or daughter. Not changing diapers. I thought it was weird that I talked to women who have 
men partners who have never changed a diaper. I thought that was unbelievable to me. Yeah, I work with some people whose who's men partners have done that. And I, yeah, it's, hello, hello. it's remarkable to me. Can you okay, hear me? Cool. My fault. I, yeah. I, I thought yeah. I lost y'all. I thought I lost yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. No, 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 no. Bush, we were talking. I don't know if you heard, Bush, but we were talking about the idea of the stereotype of, of uh-huh. male provider that worked came home, dinner should be ready. I'm not changing no diapers. I'm not working on the homework. That's you. How do you feel about that narrative? Do you feel like that's the man? Um, I, I feel like, uh, I mean, yes. I, I, I feel like if 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 um if a male feel like that's the um the role that they want to play, you know, what I mean that should be allowed it for, you know, and um and, and partners should understand. Or, I mean, if a partner's cool with that, then they should be done with that. You know, I'm like. It, it depends on like yeah. the relationship, you know, but um, but in my right. opinion, yeah, yes, I feel like that's really um happens. We try to fight it, but like that's naturally what how it goes, you know. Like men, men typically like to hunt. It's kind of how we, you know, we go out and we hunt. If, if we're talking about from the sense yeah. of like survival, you know, we're built to go out and hunt, you right. know, and and a, and a woman. St- but should but should the man? I guess what I'm asking is, should the man have any <laughs> uh, involvement though in the changing oh, yeah. of diapers, giving baths? Does, does that does that alleviate him from once you get home, he's off work, he don't have to do none of that domestic stuff? Nah, <laughs> nah, okay. not my mind. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I think that's demonized the whole provider role because I think some men take that role and say, okay, when I come home, have my dinner ready, rub my feet, yeah, I'm going to bed. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I uh, Yeah. There's a lot of men yeah, that there think is, that way. You know, it just depends on the individual, you know, in that regard, in that respect. But, um, I, but yeah, I, I feel like those more traditional roles of like family dynamic though they worked you know that was a there was a reason for you know what was you trying to say wi-fi oh i was going to say that um you know like again i, I like to take everything to yeah. like the animal. can you hear me can you hear me hello yeah okay I, again i like to take things to the animal kingdom because i think we're animals in our basic nature yeah. but uh you look at, if you look at like a pride of lions when the daddy's not gone, when he comes back in from hunting, he don't he doesn't shun the baby. He doesn't shun the cubs. He's over there wrestling with the cubs, licking and cleaning the cubs mm-hmm. too. So you you have your job. I mean, this is my take on it. You have your job and you gotta, you know, do what you're supposed to do and, and provide. But at the same time, when you come back, part of your job is to aid in your responsibility of re- rearing the kids from your, you know, from the male side of things. So mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just completely tap out, come home, and all right, I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. um, and even if it is, you know, a, a matriarchal system with a with a, I mean, a, a patriarchal system where the, the father's coming through and and he's doing all that, and mom's staying at home and she's cooking and she's gonna have that dinner on when he gets home. He still has to spend time with those children when he gets in. If you want to have an this this is this is really popular in immigrant culture. Like they will literally like to the point where I mean I don't know how much y'all know, but I've worked with a lot of immigrants. I've worked with a lot of immigrants where their families are across the oh, wow. sea, and all is working, working, sending money home. So um, 
and then we look at these cultures as like, man, they're the people that own all these businesses mm-hmm. and, and stuff. So it's Ooh. like, yeah, where's that fine line of, yeah, we want equal rights. Yeah, I mean, uh, we also do see the benefits of mom chilling and raising the kids and dad just going balls to the walls and creating a, uh, a, a legacy for them. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think, too, if you do that and dad goes away, say dad's going away overseas, dad's ha- dad has to foster a good relationship with those children before he leaves. And when he comes back, yeah. he's got to be able to reinforce that relationship. You know, they still got to learn who dad is and what dad represents. And it's mom's job at home, too, while she's doing that. Dad's away to reinforce why dad's away, who dad is, the importance of dad. So there's a lot of things that go into it that, um, you know, from both sides and, and, and communication, I think, that makes that successful when they do do things like that. Bush, let me ask you, because you are an artist, and I know there's probably times where, especially if you're in album mode or uh, show mode, where there's less time you can allocate to your son. But in order for you to be an effective uh, artist and, and, and be an influential artist, you got to dedicate some time to that craft, and that's going to take away from your fatherhood how do you balance that wow. in your mind? That's, that's a really good question. Um, for me, I, I try to like just try my best to make sure all, all those worlds collide. You know, because I feel like a lot of times, mm-hmm. like in our society, you know, being an artist is my artist perspective on it. We um, we get to put put in a position to where we have to like compartmentalize it compartmentalize who we are you know at work i'm yeah. this person when i'm at when i'm out of work i'm this person you know right. and um right. and what i try to do is just um make my story as cohesive as possible like wh- wh- whether i'm with my son or whether i'm at a show whatever just make it all like line up to where yeah last time i seen you perform your yeah. son was with you like that's, on stage I think with that's me. so yeah i bring my son to my shows you know right. like I, like I, I perform my songs for my son <laughs> that I do for him at my shows, you know, because I want him to right, have that in his right. subconscious, you know, ingrain that into his, to his thought pattern. So when he grow up, he like, oh, okay, pops wanted to do this, he did it, you know. So if there's anything I want to do, right. I can do it. So yeah, I just try to, I write, I, I write my verses when I'm with my little one, you know, I spit the verses to him sometimes, you know. Yeah, play the tracks. Yeah, yeah, play tracks to him that, that I'm working on. If he don't like it, I, I, I go back to the drawing board. Sometimes, like, hmm, everyone feeling that. Let me. <laughs> so why don't you do that? You yeah. do that to 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 that. You do both of them, or who, you do that right too? now? I, I let everybody hear my song. Um, you know, the ones that are, that I want to hear. That's one reason, like you were saying, has that a change? Has that changed my approach? Yeah. You know, it's changed my approach because I don't, you know, I want to be able to play a song for you and not say, no, you can't listen to that. That was too dirty. So, yeah, um, yeah my, my kids have heard most of the songs, the latest songs I've done. So, and uh, and then my little one, yeah, she's kind of my sounding board like he's talking about. You know, I just did a verse. And she, you know, you can tell she's feeling it. She gets into it and gets excited about it. We'll play a song. She gets excited about it. I was like, okay, we can roll with it, you know, so. Hey, which one of y'all oh, love I'm, 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 I'm going to stop. 
I'm gonna clean this couch. I'm over cleaning. <laughs> Let me chill. I'll be sitting there, bro. Hey, man. I'm gonna sit there, bro. I'm doing too much. <laughs> Um, let me say this too about fatherhood training. Like, I currently don't make music. Um, I'm yes. going to, but I, but let me let me just say this: if you became an artist and your artistry wasn't designed around building music for the youth to ingest and develop. I think that's a hard switch to like all this, this, you know, and then if you've got a fan base who that's not how you reeled them in and that's not what you're taking to, um, talk to me about how much has it changed your music? Okay, yeah, you might do a song or you might have a verse dedicated to your son, but overall, you can't just totally abandon like what you were doing. It's a great question. Great question. Um, so how much has it changed you, Bush? Like, I, Bush, I like honestly listening to your music before you were a father. I don't hear much change. I think you probably have incorporated songs dedicated to your son. Or, I mean, of course, growing as a man, you're gonna change yeah. perspectives on things. But I don't think you had to all of a sudden change your image and become this new reinvention of Jay no, Bush. I don't think so. No, I haven't really shifted too much. You know, like, one thing I'm personally working on in general is, like, uh, being more positive, period. <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, like, that that comes with yeah. every challenge we face. You know, like, how do I be positive in a situation? So, like, typically with my art, I, I like to see, be on, like, take the, my listener on that journey to get into that positive part, the aspect. So, um, yeah, that's where I am. That's where I'm as a man. So, like, in that regard, it really hasn't changed me too much because it's kind of been my formula in general, you know. And and with that, with that, but, but true enough, our kids, our kids should oh, make yeah, us want to be definitely, better. Definitely. It, but um, I, yeah. I feel I feel yeah. more so like my my child has just um, uh, just gave me another perspective, another angle on like um that journey of like growth yeah. and develop, you know, and development. Cause like you know, I just don't go from being exactly, Scarface to Chuck exactly. D. You're not. Kid. It's not gonna happen. It's not. You're not gonna. <laughs> it's not. You know. Like, yeah. and the thing is, the, 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 I think the biggest thing for me is like just being truly who I am is the most important aspect of it. You know what that's I mean? Like, all, that's what's up. That's what it's yeah. all about to me. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get y'all out of here because I told y'all 30 minutes. We already at 42, but I'm gonna ask y'all one last question. I'm gonna start with Wi-Fi. What's the best advice you ever got from your father? best advice I ever got from my father? Ooh. Um. Ooh. I don't know. Go to bus. So let me think about that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, the best advice I got from my father is that, is that, um, he told me one day, cause I, I was trying to get my pops to come chill with me. And this was like a couple months ago. It wasn't too long ago. Right. I was tripping. I was in my wow. zone. And he told me, That's I was like, up. yo, Bush, like your son, like, um, I can't do for you what God can do for you. Basically. You know what I mean? I, I, I can only love you as, you know, I, I can only be there for you as much as I can, as much as, much as I'm capable. But the God that's in you. So it, 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 to me, that it's on me. 
you know what I mean? Like, like it's it's in me. Like, like all the things that that um that I have, my skills and my abilities, and my talents. That's like in me, and and it's it's up to me to be that to connect with with that. You know what I mean? Mm. That that was really the best advice I got for him. I was like, yo, son, I can't do it. He's like, like I. Could. So you were asking him, "Hey, pops, I need you. Can you come kick it with me right now?" And he was like, nah. "It wasn't even. It wasn't even that. It, it was more so like he was trying to get back to the hustle." I'm like, "Yo, pops, just relax. Stop hustling. Like, just chill for a minute, you know?" Because I realized us as a black man, the position he came from as a black man, is like he he worked yeah. for himself, and he he saw an issue with the system. That just something he had internally, right? And like, but he's always scrambling from one yeah. thing to the next, one thing to the next, never having enough, right? I just, I just see him in that cycle right right and like i, I was like yo yo pops come and chill kick it so I, I gotta do this like no you don't <laughs> like relax <laughs> you don't have to bro it's not gonna be enough anyway right and then he just it just came out of him like yeah. yo like yo son this it's god is, is going to guide you it's in you bro you know like it's like i, I, right. I can't <laughs> i can't do it for you you know and like it did and what was crazy right. was then he relaxed. He had time to chill when, like, he got to that point, and he wasn't rushing, mm-hmm. you know. So it showed mm-hmm. me, like, like challenging him and pushing him to like get to the root, yeah, of, of what really got us here in the first place. You know what I mean? I think y'all. It sounds like y'all Definitely. probably helped each other Definitely. that whole exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna get some time because I'm gonna share with y'all what my dad taught me, which at at the time I could not even hear or listen. One thing, my dad was really big on who I hung out with when I was younger. And my dad is not super gifted with words at all. Like he's very introverted. Uh, I'm my mom and my dad. So all this extrovert, me being on the radio, me rapping and all that stuff is my mama. uh, but my dad, who in true man fashion, did not express a lot of emotion to me. He did not um, did not talk to me about birds and bees, did not talk to me about fatherhood. I, he has, but not really a whole lot. But what he did get on my ass about was who I was with, because... If he found out I was hanging, Wi-Fi never was you. But if he was, if he found out, like, okay, I'll, I'll give you ins- instance Wi-Fi. He knew things about KB Rock. Yeah, I remember I you saying that. Yeah, my dad did, and so he didn't really like me hanging. And and Bush to let you know, uh, KB Rocks, who I love to this day, was a yeah. was a street dude, but he also was the preacher's son. And I knew the preacher's son who loved hip hop and like playing Street Fighter. And I heard that he was dibbling and dabbling, but to me, I was like, it doesn't matter because he don't do that when he's with me. And so my dad talked to me about the importance. As a matter of fact, he just flat out didn't want me around him. And I didn't understand that at the time, but now being who I am today, Boy, do I, I, man, I put a heavy emphasis on the people I spend time with. Even though you think people, it doesn't matter what you think or how strong you are, whoever you are around is absolutely influencing who you become. And that's the biggest thing he taught me. So 
uh, Wi Fi. I don't know if you got something, but I'm we gonna end it with you. But my man, basically, you. mine mine is kind of like Jay. My dad's talked. He's told me so many things over the time, over time. But really, he's he's not given me too many life lessons. Now I could I can remember um, uh, one specific time that's kind of reminds me of both of what you guys said. Uh, remember one time. When my grandmother was sick when his mother was sick and I was I was about 17 hanging out with you Ray running around doing this and doing that and he said one day you're gonna there's come gonna come a time when you realize the value of spending time with people that you care about mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. he's like and basically you'll regret not spending time with your grandmother and something like that but what you know, which I eventually did as time went on, but it it gave me a purpose to know that, you know, I gotta spend a lot more time with my kids, a lot more time with my family, with my loved ones, because there's gonna be a day that I can't get all that back. It, it'll be a day that I can't get the right. time with the kids back, the time with, with him back and things like that. And then um, but the best, I think the most important thing he's ever told me is simply this. You'll figure it out. Mm. That's, that's what he was told. There's been many times that I've come to him in in like depression or just I have no idea what to do, and he didn't really tell me anything. Yeah, he just, he just it sounds like yeah, it sounds like yeah. both of y'all situation. Uh, God will guide you, and you'll figure yeah. it out. To me, that's the same. <laughs> that's the same yeah. message to me. me. But, but yeah, he listened to me. He listened to me and he let me vent what was bothering me and everything and just simply told me, you will figure it out. And I did. Every single time I figured it out. So mm. I think the biggest thing is that in life, I, I can't always lead you to the answer. Mm. But you'll find it. If you know, he's like, basically, I've taught you enough in life and you've learned enough in life that you can find the answer on your own. So Ooh. I think that's. Now how, now, how hard is that as, as fathers for us? To, how hard is that to let your kids figure Ooh. that out? That's a hard balance right there between always fixing and 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 and, and advising. Until I do believe there's a point where you got to be like, "Hey, son, you got to." Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, fellas, we're going to continue this. I didn't want to take up too much of y'all's time, but I appreciate it. We have 50 <laughs> minutes, man. Love I love you, both bro. Of appreciate y'all, man. Yo, we we kicking for real. Yeah, I could hear you. Yeah, I, I just want to create... You as well. You as well, Wi-Fi. Talk. Yeah, I want to create spaces for men to talk about this stuff. And uh, we, I'll tell y'all, we didn't get through half the stuff I wrote down to talk about. But uh, we'll set this up again and maybe have Super Nat join. But I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a wonderful day. And uh, till next right, time, peace, peace and love. Peace. All right.